Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the book of John, today looking at John chapter 7, verse 32 through 52. Now Jesus is at the Feast of the Tabernacles, and he's just gone up to the temple where he's been teaching. He's got the crowd all worked up because he's saying things like he's the Messiah and he's come down from heaven. So part of the crowd says, hey, this man's blasphemous, we should kill him. And part of the crowd says, how can he be blasphemous if he does all these miracles? And then this one question is raised, why aren't the religious leaders doing anything to stop this guy? Do they believe he's the Messiah? Verse 32 picks up. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. So Jesus poses these guys a question. Now remember, the chief priests and Pharisees have just sent temple guards to arrest him. So this is Jesus kind of his parting words here for this moment in the festival. And he tells them that there's going to come a time where they're going to look for Jesus and they're not going to be able to find him. This really confuses them. Verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him would later receive. Up till that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay, this is one of the most famous pieces of scripture that Jesus spoke. And Jesus stands up at this festival. Just picture this. Just in the time before this, the chief priests and Pharisees have sent temple guards looking for Jesus. And here's Jesus at the biggest day of the festival, at the feast, standing up and shouting in a loud voice, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. And then John gives us the commentary right there. He doesn't leave any room for speculation about what Jesus was saying. He tells us, by this, Jesus is telling us, he's talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit that would one day, when Jesus dies and is raised again from the dead, be released into the lives of believers. Church, you and I today are desperate in need to obey the words of Jesus here found in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. We are desperate to go to Jesus, the source of living water and drink. Because as we drink, it says that rivers of living water will flow out of us. Our land, our city, our county, our world is dry and weary and desperate for life. And life comes through the people of God, drinking deeply of the spirit that Jesus offers us and allowing that spirit to flow out of our life and bring his fruit to bear into our world. Verse 40 says this, On hearing his words, some people said, Surely this man is a prophet. 
Others said, he's a Messiah. Still others asked, how can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. It's important that you understand that Jesus did come from the descendants of David. His father, Joseph, and his mother were both descendants of David's family tree. And he was born in Bethlehem because of the census that Caesar had declared had to be taken. Jesus ticked all of the boxes, but the people were divided. Some sang now, man, he's a great teacher. He's a great prophet. He's the Messiah. And others sang, nah, he's just a guy from Galilee. Some wanted to seize him, but his time had not yet come. Verse 45. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees reported? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. It's very interesting what happens here. The guards go to arrest Jesus, and when they listen to Jesus, their hearts are turned. It transforms them. They've never heard anything like this before, and so they choose not to arrest him. And the Pharisees' argument is, hey, us important people, us learned people, us people in the know, all reject Jesus. Therefore, that means that he can't be real. But in the meantime... People like these guards, and actually what the Pharisees just said isn't true, because we find out in verse 50, Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he's been doing? So what you find out when the guards give this testimony of their um, encounter with Jesus The Pharisees say, hey, no Pharisees believe in him. And listen to what Nicodemus says. Nicodemus says, hey, wait a minute. In verse 52, they know what Nicodemus just said. Verse 52, they replied, are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. This is the sticking point for the Pharisees. Galilee, it's the wrong side of the tracks. The Messiah is not going to come from Galilee. The Messiah is going to be different than this guy. He is going to be different. That's their belief. But the truth is, the Messiah was looking them right in the face. And those who wanted to see him, see him. Those who had a heart to see him and receive him are putting their faith and their trust in him. But those with hardened hearts, with ulterior motives, who are looking to retain power and control instead of submitting to their Lord and Savior, just simply cannot see it. The same thing is still true for us today, friends. Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. He stands and looks us right in the eye, face to face. And we are given the choice to believe Jesus is who he says he is or to harden our hearts towards him. We think, well, no, because God couldn't be like this or couldn't be like this or I don't believe it happened like this. But Jesus stands right there. He gives us every opportunity, all of creation, gives us every opportunity to see Jesus and make a decision for ourselves, who Jesus is. And that is the most important question you will ever face. Who is Jesus of Nazareth? 
So today, I just want to leave you and encourage you with this. That is not a question we just answer once, but a question we must face every single day, in every situation, in every circumstance. Do you today decide to trust that Jesus is who he says he was, that he can do what he says he can do, and that he wants to use you the way he says he wants to use you? Do you believe that if you come to him and drink, out of you will flow streams of living water? And if you do, friends, I want to encourage you, today is the day to act on our faith, to go to the Lord, the source of the living water, and drink deeply and allow him to use your life to impact this world in a moment where the world desperately needs it. Let's pray. God, I believe your son Jesus is exactly who he says he was. And I ask you today to help me in my unbelief, to give me faith, God, to trust and obey, to be a follower, not just a hearer of the word, but the doer of the word. I pray today that we will be a people of action who hear what Jesus had to say and who take steps in faith to be obedient to it. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.